Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Um, can I ask who uh, is planning to go on an elective? I think we had more sort of student names down here, but they've maybe gone to the other. Sorry, they've maybe gone to some of the other lectures first. Anyone planning on going on an elective? Okay, three at the back. Have you girls got your placements and everything, or you're just at the thinking and planning stage? Any parents of people going on electives? One, your the pen ready there. <laughs> um, could I just introduce uh, Rhea here? Would you maybe stand up and turn around? She's just trying to say hello. Rhea was out with us in Chiwoko uh, for her placement. And um, she's brought a little uh, photograph book that she put together of her time. And just, um, it might be interesting for you girls at the end just to say hello to Rhea. Just, uh, she probably tell you more in the 10 minutes you talk to her than I will up here. Um, okay, so uh, our time is really limited and um, there's quite a lot of information. So I'm going to try and pull out maybe things that I have have felt are maybe the most urgent um, that I want to get across today. But at the end, I'm going to give some websites um, where you can look uh, up more information and more detailed information uh, about medical electives. Um, but for now, I want to um, invite Amy and Samantha to come up and I'm going to ask them a few questions and hopefully it'll help to set the scene for our seminar here. Now, I've only, I've only met Samantha and Amy uh, at the, the start of the afternoon, so we're still getting to know each other as well. So, so Amy, I'm going to uh, ask <laughs> you first. I know, wait on. Now, can you see Amy over this laptop? Everybody see Amy? Yes? Okay, Amy, come on, you do the microphone there. So, Amy, can you tell us um, just a little bit about yourself and what you're doing now at the minute? Okay, so I'm, uh, I trained in medicine at Queen's um, and then I've finished my foundation years and I'm now a, a GP trainee, so I'm in my second year of general practice training um, and I'm currently working in general practice in Straban, um, so we way away. <laughs> yeah. Um, could you tell everybody um, when you did your elective and where it was and how long you were there for? Okay. So my elective feels like quite a long time ago. I had to dredge up my journal and my photographs to try and uh, dredge up some re relevant memories. Um, but I went on elective in summer of 2008. Um, and I went to Duncan Hospital in India. I'm the, the token Asian <laughs> representative. Um, so it's up in the north of India, um, quite near the Nepalese border in a province called Bihar, um, which is sort of one of the maybe more rural um, areas of, of India. Indians or people who knew India, whenever we um, told them where we were going, used to sort of raise their eyebrows a wee bit and wonder why we were going to um, Bihar. Um, but um, the hospital, um, set up in the 1930s by a, a doctor um, and um, and uh, it's still still running there um, 
and it's through, it was through the, we went through SIM, but it's run by EHA, or connected okay. with EHA. And how many weeks did you do? Did, um, we were two months, two months in total in India, but six, six weeks in the hospital. Okay. Um, did you find your placement easy to organise? Um, had you an idea of the country you wanted to visit and therefore found it easy to organise, or...? Um, I'd looked at a few things. I was quite keen to, to go to Asia. I'd um, spent some time in China before, and that had always, Asia had sort of more always been my, my focus for prayer. Um, and so I'd looked into a few possibilities um, and then got in touch with SIM here. Um, and it was myself and another girl um, were keen to go together. And then actually three others ended up going to the same place at the at the same time. Um, so SIM were very, very good and very supportive and they had links with the EHA um, and sort of everything just seemed to seemed to fall into place. So it ended up being quite easy, yeah. Okay. Um, why did you decide to do an overseas elective? What was your motivation? Um, I suppose I was keen just to see how, how medical mission worked, how medicine worked in a developing world context. Um, and was just keen to grasp the opportunity that um, could take this this time and, and go. So um, was keen to just whenever the opportunity presented itself to, to take and do that. Okay, and um, what would you say was one of the most challenging um, things or events during your time or the thing that challenged you most during your elective placement? Um, even just reading, reading back through journals over the last few days um, there, were, there were lots of things um, I think I mean as a as a fourth year student you're you still haven't really even been exposed to that much of of medicine really even in a even in a, um, a first world setting um, and to go somewhere um, I think we felt very very helpless we, we um, weren't weren't very useful um, and we were faced with a lot of need and a lot of um, a lot of things that would be very treatable at home that there just there just wasn't provision to to treat people coming in very late. Um, I think especially like the um, the maternal mortality, uh, the infant mortality, the deaths in childbirth, um, all those sorts of things that you knew just didn't didn't happen as much at home because of provisions for antenatal care. Um, and sometimes the attitudes towards women was a was a big thing, um, men not being prepared to um, to pay for for sections or not just not bringing bringing their wives to um, hospital in spite of them having been in obstructed labour for however long because they knew that they could get another wife didn't didn't matter so much if if the woman died just attitudes like that were quite difficult for us. Oh, very challenging. Um, can you tell us how you feel your placement benefited you or what impact it's had on, I suppose, guiding your future? I think certainly all of us who went out, um, no matter where, where we went, would always have said that I mean, we gained so much more um, than we were able to give, like hundreds of times more. Um, the, one of the main things was just seeing, um, seeing the staff out there, seeing their attitude, um, seeing the sacrifices that they had made. A lot of the staff that we were working with would have been native Indians and they'd maybe come from, um, a lot of them came from the south of India. Um, I had had given up just so much 
um, to, to, serve, to serve people um, and to serve God. And just we, we always, you know, whenever we came back, we um, were so determined not to complain about things or not to complain about conditions or working hours. And then um, I suppose just life catches up and <laughs> junior medics can be a real bunch of complainers in a real we'll get together and give off about you know the shifts that we've had or we weren't out until this time or um but just um seeing people give give so much and and the attitude that they had that they were serving Christ um and and it was a real it was a real challenge Okay, very quickly, what one piece of advice would you give to the girls that are going to be heading out on their placements soon? Um, I think to, I suppose to go with to go with realistic expectations of of what you'll be able to do, and um, but to to go with with big expectations of of what God can do and what God can teach you, and just to be to be open to that, um, and just lots of prayer. <laughs> but it's. It's, I mean, it's a great, it's a great experience. It's a great opportunity, and um, and enjoy it. Okay, thank you, Amy. I'm going to invite Samantha. I'll let you sit down, Amy, if you want. <laughs> Samantha, yeah. um, great to have you here thank today. You. Um, could you tell everybody what stage of training you're at, what your course is, etc.? Yeah. Well, I'm actually um, a student midwife, so um, I've done two years of three-year course. I'm going into third year next week. Um, I'm studying at Queen's, doing my training in the Royal Maternity. And it's surely one of your children. Yes, that's why I'm here. <laughs> this girl needs a prayer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and could you tell us where and when you're going on your placement? Yeah, I am. I haven't been yet. I'm going um, next year. I'm going end of April, um, end of March, start of April, and I'm going to Nicaragua, which is in Central America, um, and it is the second poorest country in Latin America to Haiti. Okay, now what made you decide to go there and was it uh, an easy placement to organise? Um, well, I just love travelling, so any opportunity um, to get out, um, I take it. And um, I really have always wanted to go to Latin America. I tried to go there my gap year and ended up in Asia. Um, so I just, I just wanted to go this time, thought it would be a good opportunity. Um, and also because I know a lot of the other students in my year and the years before me have gone to Africa. Um, so I wanted to go and raise awareness of the Latin American struggle as well. Um, and I contacted Latinlink. Um, I'm going with Latinlink. They don't normally do this kind of thing, but um, they were excited about the opportunity. So they just emailed all their Latin American representatives in each country and asked if um, there was anyone with contacts with the hospital. Um, and Nicaragua got back to me um, and I'm getting paired up with a hospital it's called the Casa Materna so it's like a maternity waiting home um, with a hospital attached where the women from the rural areas can come around their due date um, and get education and um, parent craft can um, just get some antenatal care which they probably previously haven't had because um, it's quite rural so about 55 percent of the population just deliver at home just because of um, the rural nature so um, it's an area just um, it's a place just for these women to come and have safe deliveries. Um, so How many weeks are you going for? I'm just going for three weeks, unfortunately. We don't get as long. Um, yeah. It's just two weeks of my placement and then a week of my holidays. So. Okay, now you're married. Yes. And what does your husband think about you traipsing off away well, over to the other side of the world? He traips off on mission trips all, all the time by himself. <laughs> so he was away in the summer. Um, I would love him to come, but he's obviously working, so he can't come with me. Okay, so he doesn't mind too much. No, no. no. <laughs> 
Okay, and um, what are you hoping to gain from this experience? Um, um, I just think it's a really great opportunity to um, experience other cultures and um, I have heard Shirley talk so much about cross-cultural midwifery as well mm -hmm. in class, she talks about it all the time, so um, I just I just really want to go and um, work with these women and one of my passions is working with young mums and teenage um, mums, so there's a really, it's one of the highest teenage pregnancy rates in the world in Nicaragua, um, so I'm excited about getting the opportunity to work with these young mums mm -hmm. um, and just um, to improve my Spanish as well. Um, I was going to ask, do you speak yeah. Spanish? Not really, <laughs> um, and it's probably a prayer point. Um, I'm going to start. I have done it at school, but it, it is very rusty. So I'm going to start a night course in, in September. Spanish for push. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I need to learn medical Spanish as well. Um, yeah. So to improve my Spanish, um, husband and I might um, hopefully go to a Spanish-speaking country in the future. So okay. it's sort of pre preparation for the future as well. Okay. So you guys are hoping maybe to maybe yes. maybe maybe okay. Um, could you give a couple of prayer points, maybe? Um, yes, for the language, and um, definitely prayer as I start that course, hopefully. Um, also, I'm going by myself, and um, I would love to have gone with other people, but there aren't any other Christians in my class, so, um, okay. and I'm going with a Christian organization, so um, prayer for that. I'm living in a host family, um, Nicaraguan family, um, from a church there, um, and but the hospital I'm working in isn't a Christian hospital, so I guess just how I can bring Jesus in that place as well um, and also just that I can pair up with other people in that country who are working with a Latin link or other Christians in the church just um, to experience what's going on there within the church as well um, yeah great okay thank you thank very you. much for thank taking you. part today so um, feel free to question these guys later on now Leslie what are we finishing at four or we are four oh, okay so, where do you start uh, in five minutes? Um, so, I'm, I'm not going to maybe spend time on this, you know, why do you overseas electives? Everybody sort of has their, their main reason, and as Christians, we hope that we're going to serve God. And I think for many people, um, as much as it's uh, an opportunity to experience medicine in, a, in another culture and context, there is that element of wanting to sort of push a door and, and ask God, you know, if he's wanting um, us to work overseas at some point in our life. Um, so just for the sake of time, I, I want to um, keep moving. Um, choosing a placement. Um, I think obviously one of the most important things is that we choose a country that is safe, um, that is stable, politically stable. Um, and where possible, I think word of mouth is a great thing. Um, when we've heard uh, from past uh, students who have visited somewhere um, and they have a good word to say about the placement they were looked after, um, there was suitable support, etc., etc., etc. I think it, it's um, a, a really good encouragement then to, to go and visit somewhere that you know there's going to be um, good supervision, there's going to be good teaching. Um, and that you're going to be in safe hands. Uh, another thing just to consider is, um, can I live by the country's guidelines and um, by the, the, the hospital's policies? Um, in Chihuahua, um, we, we don't like too many piercings um, because it's a bit offensive to uh, the local population. And also we ask the girls to wear skirts. And there's a petticoat police that makes sure that petticoats are worn so that you're, you're not having these see-through dresses. So can, can you abide by the rules of the place where you're going to stay? 
Um, uh, Samantha was sharing that she only has three weeks for her placement. Um, in Chiwoko, we would ask that people would come for a minimum of six to eight weeks, preferably the eight weeks, because really it's only by the end of four weeks that you're really getting your head around the culture and getting your head um, around the, the difference between medicine at home and medicine abroad. Uh, and usually we find at the end of eight weeks, people are just really getting into their rhythm and uh, they end up saying goodbye in prayers and they're crying because they don't want to go home just yet. Um, so if you can um, get the, the longest amount of time possible um, at, at the placement. Um, and do I go alone or with colleagues? Obviously, it's really great if you have a few colleagues to go because you really are stepping out of your comfort zone and um, sometimes you're getting a bit more responsibility than you would be accustomed to here at home. Uh, and it's good just at the end of the day to be able to go home and have a chat over a cup of coffee and guess what I did today and didn't kill anybody today and that kind of thing. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm not very good with these things. Um, out of this slide, I think the main thing I want to emphasize is start planning early. Um, we're recommending 18 months to two years, and you may think that that is a bit extreme, um, but we often find in Chiwoko that because um, people have, so many people, students have come through, um, it has a very good reputation and the places get booked up really quickly and um, usually uh, we're booked up 18 months in advance. Um, so we really encourage people to, to start putting out feelers early. Another issue is that sometimes we, we've heard students who have come to Chiwoko, they, they've said to us that um, you guys were the only ones that, that replied to us. And sometimes uh, other hospitals or placements um, are poor at getting back to students quickly and it's all very last minute or else they, they maybe never ever hear from the people that they've contacted. Uh, we're very fortunate in Chiwoko, we have a girl, Tanya Baker, who looks after visitors and student elective placements uh, and she's very good at getting back and there's a lot of information uh, going back and forward between the students and Tanya. Um, uh, Post-exposure prophylaxis, um, I think is something probably your universities um, have policies on. I, isn't that right, Rory? Yes, uh -huh, they should have. Should have. Um, but also, um, I'll give you uh, the link at the end, it's on the CMF website. Um, apparently BMA do a student elective um, insurance um, for that, so just to highlight that. Okay, sorry, I'm racing through here, but... Um, so when you're in country, uh, one of the biggest things to remember is that you are a guest. And um, sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that very often as well. Um, definitely you will see things and hear things that are just absolutely um, against everything in your moral fiber, your spiritual fiber, whatever. Um, and it's really hard sometimes just to bite your tongue and say nothing. Um, but we have to remember that we are a guest in country and we, we can't go stampeding in and changing everything um, in the first two days that, that we arrive somewhere. Um, just be aware that you will experience a certain amount of culture shock and a certain amount of having to adjust 
um, to the climate and certainly if you live in Northern Ireland it takes a day or two to adjust when you're going back to the like of Uganda and you've these lovely, lovely weather. I think Rory and I'll be adjusting a bit as well. Uh, it took us a wee while to adjust to the cold weather when we came home in April. <laughs> um, depending where you are, there'll be um, varying levels of expectation about um, what you'll be expected to do. Um, in some places, and if you're up for it, um, you will be left with a certain amount of responsibility and um, maybe more responsibility than you will ever have carried here at home. Um, but it's also fair to say, um, in balance to that, that you should acknowledge your limitations and if you're not happy about doing something to say that. Um, we were talking to a guy who's just home from Chiwoko. I think he's here today. Um, I've forgotten his name. Andrew. Um, he had a great time when he was out at, at Choco there, but they were a bit short-staffed on the, the doctor front, so he was looking after male ward under supervision for part of his time, and he absolutely loved it, um, but obviously felt he was well enough supported and could go and ask if, if there was something he wasn't sure about. Um, so it's a great uh, opportunity to develop your clinical skills further. Um, another thing that might be very different is that uh, you will deal with death more um, often than you would here at home. And um, I remember one student in particular um, with us was really upset um, in his first week, sadly, um, a patient had died with them uh, on the ward and it was quite dramatic. Um, but he had never had to come face to face with death in his whole time as a medical student. Um, and at home here, we have you know, emergency teams and the patient is whisked away once stabilized to ICU and you don't really see or know what happens, but um, you don't have to come face to face with death. Um, and sadly, death is more common um, where we are because we don't have the ICU units and ventilators, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think that's one thing just to think about. I don't know if you can ever be prepared for it, but it's certainly something you'll have to come to terms with. Um, sickness, um, sometimes, yes, you'll get a bug or two, <laughs> Ronnie told me. Um, and nothing is as bad. I don't care what age you are. When you're sick, you just want your mummy. Well, I do anyway. Um, and sometimes you can feel a bit of homesickness, and um, especially if you, you're a wee bit unwell on top of that. But hopefully you'll be in a place where you feel supported enough that a day or two will, will get you over the worst of it. Um, just want to mention underlying personal problems. Um, we have had students out um, who have struggled with depression, who have had um, issues with self-harm or eating disorders. Um, and I, I would just really encourage um, you, if you're a parent and you know there's issues going on, or if you're a student and you are struggling with some of these, really to be honest and to put them out there. Um, it doesn't mean to say that nobody will accept you for the placement, but it means that um, if you have a bit of a crisis when you're away, uh, that you'll be well looked after or better looked after. Um, and I think um, it's only fair to the people um, that, that you're going out to work with that they have all the information that they would need to be able to look after you properly. Um, so I don't want to labour that, but um, it's just you're in a new country, new climate, new culture. Um, 
there's a fair degree of stress and um, it could, you know, raise its head. Uh, on the fun side, plan in some sightseeing if you have the money and uh, you can get away for a few days. You may never be in that particular country again, so you have to take the opportunity um, to see a little bit of it. And also it's good just to get away from the compound and have a break. Um, Post-elective, um, a lot of things uh, obviously you can be doing afterwards. Um, but um, you may find it difficult to settle down initially um, on return from your elective placement. Um, usually people go away, for the most part anyway, with us, I think I can say, and they have a really good time. So uh, when they do come home, it's quite hard just to um, settle down uh, into, in inverted commas, normal life again. Uh, and it can take a while just to process your experience when you've been away. You may be, and hopefully you will be, a better professional from the experience, and um, you may decide either to go yourself. Uh, it may uh, help to guide you as regards your, your future plans and career pathway. Um, and um, just to say, don't be surprised if when you come home and you're full of the joys of spring, um, if everybody isn't on board with you. Um, and I'm sure for anyone here that's had even two weeks away somewhere and you come home and, you know, you saw people saved and, you know, people prayed for and you painted a school and the kids were great and, you know, people say, how was your holiday? And I go, oh, that's nice, after a minute. And you don't even get finished in your sentence. Sometimes you're sort of like, oh, okay, then, you know. Um, if you know people who have been away um, or people who have been to the same place, go and look them out and just get them to sit down and have a coffee with you and then just let you talk. Um, because uh, it's really great when you come home, you have so much enthusiasm, but sometimes you don't always get the listening ear that you would like. Um, so this is the last slide, Leslie. Um, so just a few um, uh, resources here. Uh, Rory mentioned uh, Christian Medical Fellowship, um, CMF. They are really great, and um, they have a PDF handbook for medical electives that you can, excuse me, that you can download, um, and it probably gives you a more elaborate version of what you've heard in these 20 minutes. Um, they also recommend these other two sites, um, www.electives.net and then the Medics Travel. They are two secular um, elective sites, but um, they're recommended by CMF, so um, I think they're, they'll be okay. And then just also um, the link there to the BMA student uh, membership and just that, again, their insurance policy covers needle stick injury. Uh, and then at the bottom, we plug for Chiwoko Hospital, www.chiwokohospital.org. Um, if, if you have time or are thinking of a placement or for people that you know, um, get them to have a look in Chiwoko Hospital. And um, I don't think it's being biased. I really believe it. Um, we, we do have a, a good program for students. And you can talk to Ria here. She can give you the unbiased version um, and we'd, we'd love to see you. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.